The hour cometh and now is when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Together, Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. The day if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, it is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways. Unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, it is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 39 on page 389. I said I will take heed to my ways, that I offend not in my tongue. I will keep my mouth, as it were, with a bridle, while the ungodly is in my sight. I held my tongue and spake nothing. I kept silence, yea, even from good words, but it was pain and grief to me. My heart was hot within me, and while I was thus musing the fire kindled, and at the last I spake with my tongue. Lord, let me know mine end and the number of mine days, that I may be certified how long I have to live. Behold, thou hast made my days as it were a span long, and mine age is even as nothing in respect of thee. And verily every man living is altogether vanity. For man walketh in a vain shadow, and disquieteth himself in vain. He heapeth up riches, and cannot tell who shall gather them. And now, Lord, what is my hope? Truly my hope is even in thee. Deliver me from all mine offenses, and make me not a rebuke unto the foolish. I became numb, and opened not my mouth, for it was thy doing. Take thy plague away from me. I am even consumed by the means of thy heavy hand. When thou with rebukes dost chasten man for sin, thou makest his beauty to consume away, like as it were a moth fretting a garment. Every man, therefore, is but vanity. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and with thine ears consider my calling. Hold not thy peace at my tears. For I am a stranger with thee, and a sojourner, as all my fathers were. 
Oh, spare me a little that I may recover my strength before I go hence and be no more seen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, the beginning. is now, and ever shall be, be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 19th chapter of the book of Second Samuel. And Joab was told, Behold, the king is weeping and mourning for Absalom. So the victory that day was turned into mourning for all the people. For the people heard it, heard it said that day, the king is grieved for his son. And the people stole back into the city that day, as people who are ashamed steal away when they flee in battle. But the king covered his face, and the king cried out with a loud voice, O my son Absalom, O Absalom, my son, my son. Then Joab came into the house to the king and said, Today you have disgraced all your servants who today have saved your life, the lives of your sons and daughters, the lives of your wives and the lives of wives the lives of your concubines, in that you love your enemies and hate your friends, for you have declared today that you regard neither princes nor servants. For today I perceive that if Absalom had lived and all of us had died today, then it would have pleased you well. Now therefore, arise, go out and speak comfort to your servants. For I swear by the Lord, if you do not go out, not one will stay with you this night. And that will be worse for you than all the evil that has befallen you from your youth until now. Then the king arose and sat in the gate, and they told all the people, saying, There is the king sitting in the gate. So all the people came before the king, for every one of Israel had fled to his tent. Now all the people were in a dispute throughout all the tribes of Israel, saying, The king saved us from the hand of our enemies. He delivered us from the hand of the Philistines. And now he has fled from the land because of Absalom. But Absalom, whom he anointed over us, has died in battle. Now therefore, why do you say nothing about bringing back the king? Then King David sent to Zadok, Zadok, and Abiathar the priest, saying, Speak to the elders of Judah, saying, Why are you the last to bring the king back to his house, since the words of all Israel have come to the king, even to his house? You are my brethren, you are my bone and my flesh. Why then are you the last to bring back the king? And say to Amasa, Are you not my bone and my flesh? God do so to me, and more also, if you are not commander of the army before me, continually in place of Joab. So he swayed the hearts of all the men of Judah, just as the heart of one man, so that they sent this word to the king, Return, you and all your servants. Then the king returned and came to the Jordan. And Judah came to Gilgal to go to meet the king, to escort the king across the Jordan. And Shimei, the son of Gera, a Benjamite, who was from Bahurim, hastened and came down with the men of Judah to meet King David. There were a thousand men of Benjamin with him, and Ziba the servant of the house of Saul, and his fifteen sons, and his twenty servants with him. And they went over the Jordan before the king. Then a ferry boat went across to carry over the king's household, and to do what he thought good. Now Shimei, Shimei the son of Gera, fell down before the king when he had crossed the Jordan. Then he said to the king, Do not let my lord impute iniquity to me. Or remember what wrong your servant did on the day that my lord the king left Jerusalem, that the king should take it to heart. 
for I, your servant, know that I have sinned. Therefore, here I am, the first to come today of all the house of Joseph to go down to meet my lord the king. But Abishai, the son of Zeruiah, uh, answered and said, Shall not Shimei be put to death for this, because he cursed the Lord's anointed? And David said, What have I to do with you, you sons of Zeruiah, that you should be adversaries to me today? Shall any man be put to death today in Israel? For do not I know that today I am king over Israel? Therefore the king said to Shimei, You shall not die. And the king swore to him, now Mephibosheth, the son of Saul, came down to meet the king, and he had not cared for his feet, nor trimmed his mustache, nor washed his clothes from the day the king parted, departed until the day he came back in peace. So it was, when he had come to Jerusalem to meet the king, that the king said to him, Why did you not go with me, Mephibosheth? And he answered, My lord, O king, my servant deceived me. For your servant said, I will saddle a donkey for myself, that I may ride on it and go to the king, because your servant is lame. And he has slandered your servant to my lord the king. But my lord the king is like the angel of God. Therefore do what is good in your eyes. For all of my father's house were but dead men before my lord the king. Yet you set your servant among those who eat at your own table. Therefore what right do I still to cry out any more to the king. So the king said to him, Why do you speak any more of your matters? I have said, You and Ziba divide the land. And Mephibosheth said to the king, Rather, let him take it all, inasmuch as my lord the king has come back in peace to his own house. And Barzillai the Gileadite came down from Rogelim and went across the Jordan with the king to escort him across the Jordan. Now Bar Barzillai was a very aged man, 80 years old, and he had provided the king with supplies while he stayed at Mahanem, for he was a very rich man. And the king said to Barzillai, Come across with me, and I will provide for you while you are still with me in Jerusalem. But Barzillai said to the king, How long have I to live that I should go up with the king to Jerusalem? I am today 80 years old. Can I discern between the good and the bad? Can your servant taste what I eat or what I drink? Can I hear any longer the voice of singing men and singing women? Why then should your servant be a further burden to my lord the king? Your servant will go a little way across the Jordan with the king. And why should the king repay me with such a reward? Please let your servant turn back again, that I may die in my own city and be buried by the grave of my father and mother. But here is your servant Chimham. Let him cross over with my lord the king, and do for him what seems good to you. And the king answered, Chimham will cross over with me, and I will do for him what seems good to you. Now whatever you request of me, I will do for you. Then all the people went over the Jordan. And when the king had crossed over, the king kissed Barzillai and blessed him, and he returned to his own place. Now the king went on to Gilgal, and Chimham went with him. And all the people of Judah escorted the king, and also half the people of Israel. Just then all the men of Israel came to the king, and said to the king, Why have our brethren, the men of Judah, stolen you away, and brought the king, his household, and all David's men with him across the Jordan? So all the men of Judah answered the men of Israel, 
because the king is a close relative of ours. Why then are you angry over this matter? Have we ever eaten at the king's expense, or has he given us any gift? And the men of Israel answered the men of Judah, and said, We have ten shares in the king, therefore we also have more right to David than you. Why then do you despise us? Were we not the first to advise bringing back our king? Yet the words of the men of Judah were fiercer than the words of the men of Israel. Here endeth the first lesson. Benedictus S. on page 11. Blessed art thou, Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the sixth chapter of Second Corinthians. We then, as workers together with him, also plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, In an acceptable time I have heard you, and in the day of salvation I have helped you. Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. We give no offense in anything, that our ministry may not be blamed. But in all things we commend ourselves as ministers of God in much patience, in tribulations, in needs, in distresses, in stripes, in imprisonments, in tumults, in labors, in sleeplessness, in fastings, by purity, by knowledge, by long-suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Spirit, by sincere love, by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left, by honor and dishonor, by evil report and good report, as deceivers and yet true, <clears throat> as, no, as unknown and yet well known, as dying and behold we live, as chastened and yet not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing and yet possessing all things. Here endeth the second lesson. Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant, 
to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for their mission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty and everlasting God, give unto us the increase of faith, hope, and charity and that we may obtain that which thou dost promise, make us to love that which thou dost command, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, and knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us thy humble service in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. Our uh, story from Second Samuel of the return of David kind of um, mirrors the exit in the sense that he encounters some of the same people, um, Barzillai, who provided for him the way out he sees. He sees uh, 
Shimei, who is a little bit more penitent at this time, and David promises not to kill him. But we'll note later on when Solomon becomes king, Solomon did not promise not to kill him. And so it's not the story of Shimei is not done yet. Uh, and then we have the, the thing with Mephibosheth. It's an interesting story because David ends up saying divide the land. But if the servant was lying, why would he get half the land for that? So there's some kind of ambiguity in the in in. Um, and a lot of the, the, the just the ambiguity of, of the crushing of the rebellion is David's ambiguity towards Absalom, where um, he is a rebel who's, you know, forced all of the king's regime into the wilderness. And then but David wants to have him live. And I think Joab, though he's a, um, you know, a, a violent man who just sort of is used to doing that kind of thing, knows politically that you can't crush a rebellion and let the rebel king live somehow. That just can't really work. And so David's kind of conflicted. It shows this passage shows a lot of David's emotional conflict just between love for son and, you know, just he's kind of caught up in these things that. Um, but the one thing to remember in all of this, and it'll tie us into our New Testament lesson, is that you know, David is the Lord's anointed. And he is the focus of God's promise because the descendants of King David will eventually produce the Messiah, who is Jesus. And so God is working out his will in all of this chaos. And David, for all his ambiguity and mixed emotions and maybe, you know, not necessarily particularly wise actions, isn't really sinning in any of this. He had his big sin, which has caused all these consequences. And now he's coming back and God's working through all these ambiguities, all this messiness of life somehow to accomplish his will through David. And I think that's something about our own lives. Sometimes we, we have the sense that, you know, um, I don't know, that, that faith should be neater and cleaner and that we pray everything should go well. And and sometimes life is just chaotic and, and we have things happening that we don't. Um, know what to do with. And if we look over in the New Testament lesson where St. Paul kind of lists his, his uh, a whole list of things he, he's been through, we remember in 2 Corinthians that St. Paul is defending himself against opposition in Corinth from people who criticize him because he's not very impressive in appearance or as a speaker. And St. Paul's constant defense is we are doing always the right thing. We we present we 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 um, you know we 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 aim to do what is right in the sight of God and man, and and our suffering for this fact is the indication of that. Is the this litany of things that you know in in tribulations and needs and distresses and stripes and imprisonments and tumults and labors and sleeplessness and fastings by purity, all these litany of things that that um, just as David is the Lord's anointed, so so now in the church, the whole church is anointed, but Paul is certainly an apostle anointed to carry the message. And you wouldn't think that someone who was, you know, the, the apostle would have to go through this level of suffering, uh, although Jesus promised it to him. And this extends out to us that that we living in Christ, being the Lord's anointed in Christ, um, Sometimes our lives have this chaotic aspect to it. There's sufferings we're called to face. 
And as St. Paul was defending himself in Corinth with these themes, these are things for us to remember, to always seek to do the right thing and to figure and to experience God's presence in the various trials and turmoils of life and trust that just as God worked out his purpose in David's life and worked out his will, caused Paul to work for his good. So in our lives, with all of the, all of the turns and twists, because the Holy Spirit is within us, God is leading us and our lives into the into the direction he plans for us and working out his purpose in our lives for our own trials and tribulations. And we, like Paul, hold on to focusing on doing the right thing and holding on to Christ as God you know, does his will and work in us. A few thoughts about today's lesson. We'll continue with the prayer for all conditions of men on the bottom of page 18. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfadedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this morning. Hope you have a great Monday and great start to your week. Thank you. Thank you, Deacon John. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Bye, kiddos. Thank you, everyone.